ignore the 99% and tune into the 1% of people actually doing what it is you want to do successfully. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, best of listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Actively Passive Investing Show. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks, with Travis Watts. Travis, how are you doing today? Doing great, Theo. Let's rock and roll. Today, we're going to talk about mentors exclusively. So we mentioned the importance of mentors all the time on the Actively Passive Investing Show, as well as just the best real estate investing advice podcast in general. But we rarely talk about the potential downsides of selecting the wrong mentor and what a bad or a incorrect mentor even looks like. If you're on social media or you're in the real estate investing scene, everyone's a mentor. And so how do you know who to pick? How do you know what a good mentor is? And how do you know what a bad mentor is? How do you sift through all of that? That is what we're going to talk about today. So Travis, do you want to introduce a little bit more why we're talking about this topic and what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, I think you clarified that really well. So we do talk a lot about mentors on our show, but usually in the positive light, saying things like, you got to have a mentor. Mentors are so great. But are mentors always good, to your point? Are they even necessary? And debatably, they may not be for you, the listener, but they might also be. So we were talking before the show, no one's really talking about this stuff at least not what we've seen or heard, talking about bad mentors or why not to have a mentor, things like that. So we're going to give both sides of the coin just to be fair, but that's what this show is all about. Theo and I sharing some stories and ways to find mentors or find out rather if they're right for you, basically. So Theo, why don't you start out just by kind of reiterating some of the points that we talk about a lot, good mentors, why have a mentor, powers of mentors, and then I'll dive into the bad, the ugly, and give the other side of the coin. <laughs> Perfect. So again, this is based off of my personal experience, Joe's experience, and then also interviewing and talking with a lot of active, successful investors on the podcast and figuring out what are some consistent themes between the mentorship that these people have gotten. Discover three consistent themes of a good mentor. The first one, and probably the most important and the first filter you should use when speaking with a potential mentor is are they actively successful in what they are teaching? So very simple. If you want to become a apartment syndicator, then your mentor should be someone who is actively still doing apartment syndications and is successful at it. And by successful, that's going to depend on what your goals are but most likely is going to be, are they where you want to be? So if you want to control $100 million in assets, then your mentor should have $100 million or more in assets. At the very least, eventually you should work your way up to that. Maybe your first mentor might've done a couple of deals when they meet that active criteria. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with the stair-stepping mentors, but eventually, in a sense, the whole point is that you might come across someone who is just teaching you how to do apartment syndications or teaching you how to passively invest in apartment syndications and they're not doing it themselves or they've done it before and are no longer doing it, which might seem like it's a good thing, but 
the world changes, the economy changes, investing changes so fast and often now that what worked for them 10 years ago might not work today. So that's the biggest one is you want to make sure that they're actually doing what they're teaching you. They're not just a guru or a mentor, but they're also an active investor as well. And then number two, which is kind of connected to number one, is that they have the connections. So one of the powers of having a mentor besides learning from their mistakes is the power of the connections. So something that's very important is knowing the right people. So for example, if you're a passive investor and you want to invest in a bunch of syndication deals, for example, you can find a mentor who knows a bunch of syndicators and you don't have to go out there and find them yourselves and then go through a vetting process and hope that you vetted them properly and then bet their deals fully, bet their market fully. You still be doing these things, but their referral from a trusted mentor comes with a little bit more trust than you finding someone on your own. So by them being active in the industry, they're by default going to have those connections. So if they're not active, then not only are you going to be lacking from that perspective, they're also likely not going to have the best connections. And then thirdly, and this kind of applies more so towards active investing, but still applies towards passive investing. This is the actively passive investing show. And if you want to achieve a passive investing goal, it's going to take some planning and some strategizing. And something that's really good about a mentor is that they could essentially give you the same blueprint that they followed to get to their level of success. So if your goal is to make a million dollars in passive income every single year, then you can find a mentor who has done that or exceeded that And then you can get that blueprint from them for specifically how they did that from setting their investment criteria, number of deals, how they vetted deals, how they vetted markets, how they vetted sponsors, as opposed to, and again, this is something that happens more on the active side is having a system where it's not a do it yourself. It's the mentor has a system that you are watching and maybe you get paid a little bit, but most of the work is being done by someone else because then what happens when that mentor goes away? Well, you don't know what you're doing because it's been done by someone else the whole time. So there's more, obviously, but these main three are, are they actively doing what they're teaching? And are they actively successful at what they're teaching? Number two would be, do they have the connections that you need to get your, to your goal? And then three, are they providing you with a blueprint that you actually have to go out and then take action on yourself in order to accomplish those goals? So Travis is going to talk about what a bad mentor is, but just really quickly, obviously the opposite of all those are also bad. So if they're not active, they're not successful, and they don't have connections, and they don't have a blueprint for you, well then you probably shouldn't use them as a mentor. But Travis is going to go over some other examples of what it means to be a bad mentor, so to speak. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% 
by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever. And remember to mention the Best Ever podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash bestever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you sharing this. It was funny. I was laughing through part of (laughs) what you were saying. I wasn't laughing at you, I promise. I was thinking back to high school and I took an entrepreneurship class. I think it was my senior year of high school. And the credentials of the teacher was that she had owned a clothing business locally that failed and she became a teacher to teach entrepreneurship. So (laughs) it's a little bit comical, but just something to think about. If that's who you're going to take your advice from, I don't know. Maybe find someone that failed and then made a comeback, their success story. I don't know. She probably still would have been doing that if, if she had found that rebound. But side note, let's talk about some red flags, things to look out for when finding mentors to your point. Let's go in a little more depth and detail. First thing I want to talk about are friends, family, and neighbors. So amazing quote from Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich author. So the number one reason why people fail in life is because they listen to their friends, family, and neighbors. But why is that? Well, typically, these are the folks that want to appease you. They don't want to ruffle the feathers. They want you to be comfortable. They want you to be happy. They want you to be content. They want you to be at their level, basically. So there's nothing wrong with the intentions to any of that. But are they really the best source for the advice? So easy to turn to family and friends for advice. But think of it like this. Think about a child and asking their parent. And by the way, their parent is an employee working paycheck to paycheck. And the kid says, mom, how do I get wealthy? Mom, how do I build a big business? Well, the kid's likely going to get an answer. (laughs) but is it going to be a good answer? Likely not, right? So my whole thing to this, my overarching saying that I say all the time is ignore the 99% and tune into the 1% of people actually doing what it is you want to do successfully. That's the easiest, simplest way I can sum that up is with that saying, ignore the 99%, tune into the 1%, doing what it is you want to do successfully. So that's number one. Number two is when mentors speak negatively about others. There's another great quote, Eleanor Roosevelt. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. But you don't want a small-minded mentor, obviously. But it's funny. (laughs) I read through some of the comments just on social media occasionally, especially the Best Ever community and our podcast and everything out there. If you ever see 
negative comments. And two, some of these big influencers too, that I think are doing a great job at what they do. They're very, very talented, but you always see a ton of negativity in the comments. I can guarantee you one thing with nearly 100% accuracy, and that's the people leaving the negative comments are not people who are more successful than the person making the content every time. So there's all kinds of jealousy and envy and all kinds of issues with that. But just keep that kind of stuff in mind. As we all know, just avoid negative people, generally speaking. You don't want them in your circle. If you believe in things like you become the surrounding five people that you spend the most time with, et cetera. So avoid that. Number three, something that I've fallen prey to, especially early on, is be aware of these highly marketed programs. Nothing wrong with marketing, nothing wrong with sales, but let me give you an example. There's a common model that I see all the time, and that's they take a well-known, trusted spokesperson, and they market a mentorship or a coaching program. But as it turns out, when you show up to the seminar, they're not actually your mentor or your coach. It's just a program that you pay. Maybe it's 300 bucks to get in the first one, then it's 10,000 bucks, and then it turns into $20,000, then it's this $100,000 program by the time you're done. And you're not actually being mentored by the person that you want to be mentored by. The person that actually holds a lot of this knowledge, they're just hiring contractors and employees underneath them to do the coaching programs into whatever it may be, holding people accountable, that kind of stuff. In a lot of these programs, by the way, I've also discovered this. If they're coming from a bigwig guru, so to speak, usually what it is is that guru has written a book at some point in their life that's very popular. And their whole program for $10,000 or $20,000 or $50,000 is regurgitating the content of the book. That's all it is. It's in person. You're showing up, you're sitting in a seat, there's someone on a stage and they're telling you the concepts that are in the book and the book is $20. Go read the book. <laughs> you know, That's the takeaway there. So instead you want to get to the source. You want to make the actual person your mentor. You want to find a way to do that if possible. Maybe you don't want to start by looking at billionaires and trying to pick their brains, but maybe a more reasonable approach to that because <laughs> that's probably not going to happen. But here's a good example. Tony Robbins charges a million dollars per year. At least this was as of a couple of years ago for personal mentoring. This is only like two or three phone calls per month for 20 or 30 minutes. We're talking very minimal million dollars per year. So you think, God, that's not worth it. That's a ripoff, whatever. But is it? Imagine if you were a CEO at a Fortune 500 company, you're making $30 million per year through your stock options and your salary and everything else. Well, imagine if you hired Tony to mentor you for a million a year, and that resulted in your company becoming a lot more profitable. And then you get a $2 million bonus, let's say, because of that as a CEO. So then would that be worth it? I would argue that it would. So here's the last thing I want to wrap up with. In my experience, I've found plenty of mentors that are willing to give me small blocks of their time, 15, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, maybe an occasional lunch or something, especially if I go to them and make it easy and convenient. And it's all for free. A lot of people do want to help. It's just the logistics. And I'm the same way. 
someone wants to ask me investing questions and it's, Hey, you want to get a cup of coffee? I'm 45 minute drive from you. No, I don't. <laughs> that's an hour and a half just in driving. And plus that's an hour and a half there. It's not a good use of my time just to pick my brain and buy me a $4 cup of coffee. I don't want to do it. So you got to add value to that person. You got to make it a little more reasonable. So last thing, don't fall for the free seminars. I put a post up a year or two ago on Instagram about this, but no company is out there renting out conference rooms, renting out hotels, hiring staff members, traveling around the US, paying for marketing just to hand you a free lunch and give you some content. There's nobody doing that. So all these free seminars are, are sales pitches to other things. So just understand that so you don't waste your time. And if you really do want what it is they're selling, research it a little bit, figure out what it is. And if that might be the right choice for you. But they get you in these high pressure sales environments and they got staged people running to the back of the room signing up that are employees of the company. It's crazy. So just avoid that. Just avoid the free seminars. <laughs> and one caveat to that, a local real estate meetup group, it's not a seminar, but it's a free meetup. I'm not including that in this category, but I'm talking about you're going to go to the Hilton or the Holiday Inn for some two-day free boot camp or something. Nothing's free. So with that, those are some of the red flags, things to think about when looking for mentors. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. I appreciate you saying all that. And, and that last statement you made about attending the meetups sparked a thought that I had from a blog post we wrote a very long time ago. I see a lot more passive investors doing this, at least to cover the education aspect of the mentor and they're starting their own meetup groups or their own podcasts. There's a lot of passive investors who are either already successful as passive investors and they're creating a podcast where they interview other people who are successful passive investors and essentially giving out that information, that blueprint that I talked about earlier, even those connections for free. So a really good way to find a mentor would be to find one of these podcasts and then just start reaching out to those guests. As Travis mentioned, attempt to get maybe a, a quick phone call with that individual. If you talk to 20 people, that's 10 hours, let's say, if they're half an hour each, of one-on-one -on -one mentorship with 30 different individuals who have different perspective on passively investing. And it's not going to cost you any money besides your phone bill or something. So it's a fine line. I kind of go back and forth between, is it worth paying someone or should you just go the free route? It's really dependent on what you're investing and probably for passive investing, it's going to be more of the free route. I don't even know of passive investor like mentorship programs that do kind of what we were talking about with the peered programs. But again, ultimately it's just find the person who meets that criteria of, are they successful? Are they active? Do they have connections? Are they not talking bad about people? It could be a family, friend, or neighbor if they, again, meet those other criteria. And then do you want to pay them? Fine. If you want the free route, there's ways to do that as well. Another question we talked about was, do you need a mentor? 
Yes, but every single person successful might not have had a paid mentor, but in some form or fashion, they talked to someone, right? They read a book, they spoke to someone who's successful. So technically, yes, everyone had a mentor, depending on how you define that. But ultimately, if you're in a rut or if you keep making mistakes, you're not taking action, then having a mentor can help push you out of that and towards your goals. And then from there, you can keep them. You can find someone else. It really just depends. But I think a lot of what we talked about today can help you avoid making a lot of mistakes and spending a lot of time and effort and money on a mentor who's not actually a mentor, but is something else entirely. So those are my final thoughts. Uh, anything else, Travis, that you had to say? Just in conclusion, mentors have cut the learning curve the most for me. I've read a ton of books. I've listened to all the podcasts, seminars, everything that we always talk about. But mentors really have cut the time frame, the timetable the most. It's been the most impactful. So we were doing a segment several episodes ago where we were doing self-quotes. So I have a self-quote. And it's, books are great, but people are better. So that's a quote by me. So take that to the bank. (laughs) Do you want to tell a quick story of how you found one of your mentors that have helped you along your passive investing journey. Yeah, absolutely. And it's why I threw that last minute caveat in when I said, don't go to free seminars, not to be confused with free events, because sometimes there's a huge difference. So two of my most impactful mentors came from a real estate meetup group that was local to me. And one of my friends got me into this group. And this is where I first discovered that some people could be a full-time passive real estate investor. I didn't know that was a thing, never heard of that, didn't even know what that meant. But that's what these two guys were, had been doing this for decades. So in the group, of course, had a short conversation, didn't tie up a ton of their time. They wanted to talk to other people as well and mingle. But then I made a point to follow up and just said, hey, I'd love to just get 10, 15 minutes of your time. I promise I won't take more than that. I just had some questions about what it is you do. I'm very intrigued by that. And that sounds like a path that may help me a lot too coming from an active real estate background. So because I gave that kind of detail and I kind of set the stage that way and I promised not to go over 15 minutes, which I didn't, they said, sure, let's connect, happy to do it. We didn't have to go drive and meet and do coffee, just phone call. And that led to phone call two to phone call three. And eventually I got the point. They were great mentors to help shed some light on what it is, how it works, say, hey, here's the portfolio, here's how it's done over the last 10, 15 years the realities of it, the pros and the cons of it, the risks of it. They really helped break that down in just a few conversations. I took a lot of notes. So that's a prime example right there. I didn't try to go to Elon Musk and say, hey, can I bring you out for coffee? No, I just went to a reasonable step. Somebody successful doing what it is I wanted to do to your point. So that's one story. I'm really glad you shared that because there's something I want to bring up, but I forgot. And then what you just said to trigger the thought in my mind. Your mentor doesn't need to be necessary, right? It can be someone who labels themselves as a mentor or a coach and that's kind of like what they do. Like they have a business where they do coach people, but at the same time, there's a lot of value of having a mentor who doesn't necessarily label themselves as a mentor. And Travis kind of gave a perfect example of that. It was just some guy who's just been doing it. And Travis asked him for advice, for tips. He didn't have to you know, sign up for a full program and get access to a portal to get the information. He just, he just talked to him. Again, nothing necessarily wrong with those types of mentorships. But I think when people hear mentor, that's what they think about. And they don't think about the story that Travis just told of 
someone that he met at a meetup group who he spoke to. And he said that that's one of the mentors that had the biggest impact on his journey. So I just wanted to mention that in closing. So I think this was a very good, valuable episode and some information that a lot of people don't talk about. So Travis, thanks for your stories. Thanks for joining us as always. Best ever listeners, thank you for tuning in. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Theo. Thanks, everybody.